Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bias Checking, uh, should we say our first bonus episode. episode. Hi everyone, we interrupt your regularly scheduled and recorded episodes to break down the, shall we say the first horror movie of (laughs) this 2021 early Halloween season? Very early Halloween, you know that March, St. Patrick's Halloween. Skin crawling just the same. Um, we are coming in this episode to shed some of our thoughts and reason through some feelings and some opinions and some dearly held opinions <laughs> about the recent HBO Max documentary Persona. Um, and, and of course, our questions, comments, and concerns about it. So Claudia is referencing to the HBO Max and CNN documentary, Persona, the Dark Truth Behind Personality Tests. First comment. Okay, so when I first find out about it because someone on one of my Slack channels posted the trailer with a comment along the lines of, hey guys, we are all evil. <laughs> and... By the way, science doesn't exist. And of course, are you not going to click on something that starts with that premise? Um, and you watch the trailer. And this is just watching the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the trailer, I think I immediately texted you, Susie. I was like, look up this thing. Mm-hmm. It's sensationalistic. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to listen. Mm-hmm. I want to see where they're going with this. Asserts that while personality quizzes seem harmless and fun when they're used in the workplace and similar contexts, they can be racist, ableist, sexist, and generally discriminatory. Yes. And, you know, those are not claims that I think anyone makes lightly. Mm -hmm. So, of course, when a person comes up and says, well, these affects my quality of life, my quality of employment because Mm -hmm. of an identity that... I personally cannot relate to I'm willing to say I'm not the expert in the room mm-hmm. so I wanted to give it a listen of course um, and we must say the trailer was really well formulated yes compared to the actual an hour and 20 minute documentary I would say so yes mm-hmm. it seemed to offer a a cohesive narrative from point A from to point B, just, hey, you need to watch the actual documentary to get more details. But mm-hmm. these are big, bold, flashy claims mm-hmm. to get you in, which is what trailers do. Mm-hmm. So, again, not my cup of tea, but theoretically, no harm, no foul mm-hmm. yet. Uh, then before I could watch it, we got the Sayup response. Mm-hmm. And the official PSYOP response was in pure PSYOP style, short, brief, precise, and to the point. Mm-hmm. Especially reading like comments on non-official platforms, like looking at Reddit, looking at Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit like, are we getting defensive about this? Mm-hmm. Why, like, you know, claims are made every day. Mm-hmm. Sensationalistic headlines go out every day. Why is this one hitting the field of IO the way it is? And then we watch the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and then we understood everything. The documentary focuses primarily on Myers-Briggs and we're not going to give you a whole summary of the 140 plus minutes of material they presented, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's based on a book called Personality Brokers Mm -hmm. by an Oxford associate English professor who was a marketing consultant for a short amount of time, had to take the Myers-Briggs as part of her company onboarding, Mm -hmm. did not see where the science was coming from, did not understand why that was being used, why the results did not represent her, Mm -hmm. and decided to write a book and take down the entirety of the Myers-Briggs dynasty. (laughs) So the Myers-Briggs type indicator, again, we're not going to go into the whole thing, developed by mom, daughter, Briggs. Myers Myers. and Briggs. (laughs) Their life influenced their work. Yes. And so if you're not really sure what we're talking about, it's this whole cultish vibe of, oh, I'm an INTJ. Claudia, what about you? I actually don't remember. I have (laughs) not taken the Myers-Briggs in a while. But it's this idea that your personality can be summarized into four letters. Combinations of these will give you us 16 typecasts that the entirety of human personalities can be categorized based on mm-hmm. so are you an extrovert are you an introvert so it's introvert extrovert sensing or intuition thinking or feeling and judging or perceiving yes and these shall we call them scales sure mm-hmm. these dichotomies <laughs> uh were developed by mama myers briggs and her mm-hmm. daughter isabel based on their observations of people around them. According to the Myers-Briggs Foundation and individuals associated with them, the types were really just meant for people to understand themselves better Mm -hmm. and understand how they may react in different situations. Mm -hmm. The issue that the documentary brings forth is what happens when you get hired or not hired Mm -hmm based on what this test supposedly says about you and there is no factual science behind it because it was not developed by trained psychometricians doesn't really respect any standards of scientific methodology so the documentary is based on this book Mm -hmm. that wants to take down personality tests the documentary persona Mm -hmm. it follows the life of kyle and the life of lydia Yes. They both want to find jobs and they are both taking personality tests in their recruitment selection. As part of their applications. As part of their applications. And both Kyle and Lydia have intersecting identities that make them fear that they are not the ideal candidate for a lot of jobs. Because Mm -hmm. an observation that was made about these tests and about selection in corporate America is that the idea is that you should be an able-bodied college-educated straight cis white male with no disabilities with no disabilities and you should be neurotypical mm-hmm. um, and I just don't know how to go into how many f- claims based in fear are made 
based on these two people's identities. Because yes, I we talked about it on our podcast as well. Applying to jobs is scary mm-hmm. and a full time job, and it's hard. And it takes a level of resilience that mm-hmm. it's it's terrifying because you're just hearing no, 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 no mm-hmm. until someone says maybe come in for an interview, mm-hmm. and that might still turn out into a no. And we, Western society, attach so much of our value as individuals to our productivity, our job title, our income based on it. Mm-hmm. So, And that's something that the documentary also highlights. The person who gets the job is the champ, the winner, the leader. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get the job, you're a loser. Simple and short than that. And that is the documentary's dichotomy not uh not mine i'm trying to paraphrase as little as possible so if you're not white cis college educated then you're gonna be red lighted because of how you answered the questions on these personality tests and therefore you won't be a good fit yes and and you won't get hired this is where i will give credit to the documentary producers the director the author of the book they are really good at capturing the discomfort and the fears of job applicants Mm -hmm. when we are coming at jobs not from an io hr selection related point of view we are sending our resumes in a big box and there are Mm -hmm. recruiters yelling at us that it must be one page no it's okay if it's two pages and you need a cover letter but don't bother writing one It's like being thrown in a foreign country and by the way you're hanging by your feet on a pole and try not to fall. Absolutely, yes. And and we've talked about this before. Applying in the job market of today or the job market 20 years ago is hard. Absolutely. We're not saying it's not. But as IO psychologists, we want to make that better. Yes, and it's not, you know, Neo is not going to choose between the red and the blue pill here to see whether you advance to the interview stage. Mm -hmm. There is no big code. There is no magic way to work around the question. But that's also one of the weaknesses, I think, of how IO psychology is marketed Mm -hmm. to non-IO adjacent people. Mm -hmm. Um, And a problem with IO's image in popular demand because the documentary also touches a lot on AI and algorithms and how non-human technology is choosing whether, again, you're worthy or not. But where's the statistics? Where's the science behind that? Nowhere in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the non-shiny part. We get it. We go to grad school and we study psychometrics mm-hmm. so that... Also, other people don't have to because not everyone enjoys psychometrics and not mm-hmm. everyone cares about the validity and this and that. That's why there's so many contractor companies that you can get tests from. Mm-hmm. We are the nerds that enable other people to be nerds. The same way that an engineer builds your TV mm-hmm. and you just like to use the remote because you don't need to know how it works. But contrary to the TV, if our systems are built in a faulty way, mm-hmm it's borderline impossible for applicants to realize that. Okay, so we're talking about the Myers-Briggs, but they also mentioned the big five. Yes, with what I will wager um, today, March 8th, is the worst 
metaphor simile of the year i will go on the record with that because the documentary says that the myers-briggs is to the big five what pepsi is to coke no <laughs> can we just say no, no? Uh, we can just say no to that it's like saying that an iq test is the same as buzzfeed's like Tell me your favorite color and I'll tell you your chances of marrying Timothée Chalamet. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's that level of comparison. For those that are new, the big five. You may remember this from Psych 101. That was the big ocean. It's openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Why are we so defensive of the big five compared to the Myers-Briggs. Okay, so if we're looking at it, again, from candidates' point of view, mm-hmm. they both ask me if I'm an extrovert or an introvert. Mm-hmm. They both ask me how I react mm-hmm. to certain c- circumstances. So, tomato, tomato, yeah? Mm-hmm. No. Because, as we just mentioned, the Myers-Briggs was basically Myers-Briggs ladies, Mm-hmm. Sitting in their kitchen thinking, oh, if you were to go to a party, would you talk to people or would you wait until someone talks to you? Mm-hmm. And then extrapolating some meaning out of people's answers based on the people they knew in their lives and that were comfortable asking those questions. Mm-hmm. The big five has been scientifically tested <gasps> and retested wow. and has all those wonderful words like reliability, validity. validity. It can be generalized. Test, retest. <laughs> Remember when I said the Parda is not shiny? Yeah, it's shiny is, to us. It's so shiny to us. But because it has, wait for it, scientific meaning and value behind it. And Which it's not to say it's perfect. It no. doesn't have a thousand percent reliability of like, well, if you score this on the big five, mm-hmm. then this. But we have tons and tons and tons of data on how certain results on the big five correlate with behavior Mm -hmm. to the point where we can confidently make a prediction of future behavior Mm -hmm. and this is what we're getting at so previous behavior will predict how you will act in the future and that's important for your job now on the other side what the documentary does with this information is presenting it as if well the test says you're an a b c d and based on that we know that tomorrow at 3 p.m you will sneeze and that is against our company policy and therefore you're a horrible person and you deserve to be a loser and we will never ever hire you mm-hmm it also acts as personality tests, valid or non-valid ones, where the only criteria to select someone. Which again is like telling you what major you should go into based on what furniture you choose for your dorm on BuzzFeed. Entertaining, great waste of time for five minutes, should absolutely not base your life on that. Just like we can tell you how to hack and to having a good resume and having a good cover letter in our previous episodes, this is another hack for you. If you see a personality test as a selection measurement, 
that is legitimately are you a morning or a night person then we're gonna have issues and here's where i want to also challenge a little bit the io field in Mm -hmm. addressing this because what we are saying should be absolutely painfully like you are going to get in big legal trouble if you don't do this painfully obvious to anyone beyond a first semester Mm -hmm. io student hr and selection student anyone working in the field should know the legal and ethical standards of having a solid selection plan Mm -hmm. at the same time though i think we as a field are a little bit blind to the fact that this is not actually common sense Mm -hmm. and so it makes sense that candidates get scared mm-hmm. there's a lot of selection processes that will never ever be seen or touched by an io, by an psychologist. IO psychologist absolutely we don't like you said before we started recording this we don't know what we don't know exactly and although there's this podcast to further the knowledge of people about io there's psyop there's so many other things we live in our own little bubble are we trying to expand that for sure but HR is different than IO. Yes, and it's a um, valid um, observation I've seen pop up on social media a lot. Again, I live in an IO bubble, so very mm-hmm. limited source, but that's the sample I'm working with, is the discussion on how HR and DEI mm-hmm. should be separated. And the same way, IO partners with HR, mm-hmm. but we are not HR, HR is not us. Mm-hmm. We're just really good friends that like to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is just thinking on my own job-seeking experiences. I don't know about yours, but like, I can think of so many inappropriate questions from a legal point of view. Or just questions that are supposed to test the cultural fit of the employee that mm-hmm. are just... I swear, I think I got hired based on my astrological sign once. Can you give us some examples? I've been asked if I'm a cat or a dog person. Mm-hmm. I've been asked if peanut butter should be crunchy or smooth, mm-hmm. which to a non-American is a actually really hard question. <laughs> I've been asked about my feelings about dip dish. Yeah. And I don't know that there was a right answer, but I know for a fact that there were wrong answers about dip dish when I interviewed. So. But don't... in did they have anything to do with your skills or abilities? Oh, no, not at all. I was applying for clerical, paper shuffler, minimum wage jobs that had no contact with the public or peanut butter or pizzas or cats and dogs, unfortunately. Okay, let's bring it back to Persona. Um, so as we said, like there is the author of the book, Mm -hmm. Um, who talks about her research process Mm -hmm. and the evidence that she unearths about Briggs and Meyer and how that informed her book. Mm -hmm. Um, There's the case study of Kyle who applied for jobs and couldn't get them and how that led his dad to end up lobbying Congress to change selection practice. Was there any IO psychologist interviewed during the documentary yes <gasps> funny you would ask um surprisingly there was one um an hour and nine minutes into the that's very specific time i paid very close attention mm-hmm. um because i was curious 
like how long does it take before they call someone in who actually studied the thing mm -hmm. that we're talking about but so towards the end of the documentary an io psychologist does join the conversation mm -hmm. it is the chief io psychologist from higher view Mm -hmm. uh, testing and selection company that contracts out their services to organizations to use among other services the most famous one their facial recognition software mm -hmm. now I got that was probably maybe because I was at the end of the documentary maybe just because we have an episode on a higher view mm -hmm. um, with guest Alan Chow and we took down and dissected like using facial recognition, yes, no, is it the devil, is it viable? Mm -hmm. I was so pissed. <laughs> um, A, because it doesn't feel like he's being interviewed about the same topic as what is the rest of the documentary. Okay. Um, but partially also because we are not even using facial recognition anymore. Mm-hmm. As of February, which is why we talked about it with Alan. Mm -hmm. And still, this documentary came out in March, and they're still talking about it as if it is happening. Yes, and it's talking about it in such a way that makes you think that the Big Brother is staring down your soul to decide whether you're worthy of employment or not. Mm -hmm. And it's not even being used anymore. Now, granted, there are plenty plenty of ethical and practical and logistical issues with facial recognition and image analysis mm -hmm. google image software like yeah, misidentifying people we talked about it plenty before so who is then talking about this who are the experts in this documentary <laughs> experts um we have i didn't get his name down but we have a youtube personality expert mm -hmm. um who ran into the myers-briggs when he was just starting to explode as a fade like tell me who your letters i'll tell you who you are mm -hmm. the, the guy makes memes okay? okay i'll just say that, that the guy makes memes and he's built a big following he says that so many people feel represented and like he's the only one who gets them and understands them. He's a YouTube meme creator. He typecasts mm -hmm. all of the different personalities like what would every personality type do at a house? Um, there are, there's an executive coach that helps his clients compete and win using whatever tricks they can like in poker games. Um, okay. That's his self-description, just to give an idea. Um, there are speakers from the Hope community in Brooklyn, who was, which is a center helping unemployed people from different paths in life try to find employment and coaching them into regaining the confidence necessary to really go through an interview or to a selection process and talking about the hardships there. Um, there's a lot of speakers that have... I want to say they have a lot of experience, mm -hmm. just not exactly on what they're talking about. Yes, it's it's the people you you could have stationed a camera right outside my apartment and gotten the same response. It's 
people who have gone through hiring processes like mm-hmm. anyone else and have their opinions on it. Yes. But have they studied selection and recruitment? Not no, quite. not really. Um, on the other side, there is there are short interviews, as we said, with the chief IO psychologist that hire view mm-hmm. um, with David Scarborough, who's the creator of the Unicru personality test. Mm-hmm. Now, Unicru, for anyone who doesn't know or hasn't watched the documentary, is a private third-party testing company that you can outsource your selection practices to. Um, but also, when they speak about it, they do face, they say what we think is obvious as a psychologist is like, not perfect Mm -hmm. but is what we have right now that's good Mm -hmm. um scarborough in particular talks about how when he created test he was just interested in improving selection Mm -hmm. and how we used to think that the polygraph was good Mm -hmm. until congress had to pass a law to ban it for the majority of jobs because Mm -hmm. it's not that reliable before that, we used to see if a witch would float or sink. Like, yeah. we are growing. We evolve. No one claims to be perfect. But also, we are trying. But we are trying. So is there any mention, aside from these two people, about organizational psychology in the documentary? Oh, that feels like a loaded question. Because you know where I'm going with this. My favorite, favorite quote... Mm-hmm. Because in the conclusion, um, Dr. Emery, the author of the book, says that personality tests would not exist without corporations, without organizational psychology, whose whole purpose is to study how to use the human psyche to make corporations run better, to run more profitably. And I wish I had known that when I was paying for grad school to get into I.O., I also signed my soul away because I would have saved me so... I I could have just skipped every class on ethics. I know. Choose to challenge. (laughs) No, but sarcasm and dark humor aside, the documentary is very clearly biased Mm -hmm. against personality tests. It's very strongly emotionally charged. It touches on depression. It touches on committing suicide as a result of just the disparaging reality of being a non-typical candidate Mm -hmm. for standardized jobs. Little vocabulary lesson for anyone out there. IO Psych is characterized by the scientific study of human behavior in organizations and the workplace. That is the true definition of IO. This And like any field, IO psychology included, Mm -hmm. has its flaws has its flaws inherently in the fact that we practicing it are flawed and mm-hmm. we don't have all the answers, otherwise it would be boring. Tests are biased, our research is very narrow. Do we need to be more inclusive? Heck yes. Absolutely. Do we need to be less sexist, less ableist, less all of the is Anyism. Yeah. Anyism. Yes. We're working towards that. And I think we need to see this documentary as a symptom rather than the problem. Mm -hmm. If it's picking up as much Mm -hmm. and it's creating all these clickbait articles and so many people find it convincing, it's because it speaks to a shared experience of Mm -hmm. just 
sheer discouragement and I will say a trauma. Yeah, of being financially at the pity of a system that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. People have lost their jobs and we're all on the job market and it's a scary time for everyone. And even the ones that have retained their jobs through the pandemic may be thinking about a lateral move, maybe thinking about maybe my job is next on the line. Maybe I need more to, mm -hmm. again, provide for me and mine. So jobs are scary. Mm -hmm. We got that bit. Um, but on the other hand, where IO has the answers mm -hmm. and has the science to back up the answers, we have to work on how we communicate. That is definitely something that we as IOs have to address. Let's how to make better. processes less traumatic mm -hmm. for more people. Absolutely. And we are not all perfect and new tests are coming. I'm not. Mm, so sorry. Making better tests that are more inclusive. Absolutely. And challenging the assumptions on which our current knowledge is based. Mm -hmm. um, one quick thing, because this episode is going to air before that, for example, if you're interested into where statistics come from, mm -hmm. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to the IO Coffee House. That's gonna be the topic for the next two weeks and way too much detail and way more expert people than me will talk about it. So not gonna go there quite now, but statistics is based in mathematical justification for eugenics. Mm -hmm. That's problematic, yet it's still what we teach in every school mm -hmm. in the country. Um, so there is so much that we still do have to unlearn and to question. And if we are confident in our scientific method, we shouldn't have an issue with our theories being attacked. Mm -hmm. That's what science is all about. It's, it's worth our time as IO psychologists to take a hard look into how the tests we're making and pushing are created and the biases that they might carry. Absolutely. And again, the same thing about um, AI, everything that was mentioned in the documentary does come from a nugget of truth. Any bias that a programmer has mm -hmm. are very likely to end up reflected in their code because those are the logic pathways that their brain follow. Mm -hmm. And what their brain follows is how they map it. And how they map it is what you're Going eventually to be... have to go through as a candidate exactly in recap the documentary has some sound bites mm -hmm. that sound plausible mm -hmm. however presented sensationalistically and with about the same reliability as the sorting hat at hogwarts but it does a really good job of appealing to a very scary time in the life of a lot of people whether it is so many people as IOs, we need to have empathy to that side, which doesn't mean lowering standards, which doesn't mean handing out jobs to non-qualified people, but it means focusing back on the person behind the statistics and the test results. But with statistics in mind and science. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for putting up with my ramblings on content and form. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you think we can do to improve the perception of biopsychology, especially right now that 
all of this wonderful media is coming out about us um, and what can we do to put ourselves on the map in a more favorable light. So start working on those elevator pitches because if anyone in your family knows that you work in IO and they have questions about this documentary or any of your consulting clients, any of your internal clients, that guy from accounting, your boss who might very well not be an IO practitioner or IO savvy person. We don't have the code to break the matrix, but we are also not peddling snake oil. Representatives, you are our ambassador. Absolutely. And it's a lot easier to have these conversations when we're not coming from a defensive point of view. Stop, let's stop saying we work in HR unless we actually work in HR. I know that's the easy cop-out when we're at the family dinner table or on the family Zoom. It's just the easy short version. But no one is going to understand what we do unless we understand how to explain it. Okay, so. to this, please tell us what the soundtrack sounded to you and your partner. So um, for those who don't know me personally, my partner is non-IO educated, it's just happens to live with an IO psychologist and so he tolerates it. <laughs> um, but we were watching it together, I think about 10 minutes in, it zoned out. But he is passionate about music and he is currently teaching his students about visual messages in art class and like what different colors elicit in us. And <laughs> So he had a lot of commentary on how the information was presented, even though he couldn't really comment to the substance of it. Mm -hmm. And at one point, apparently they used the soundtrack from Stranger Things <laughs> to introduce the AI um, visual recognition software. So he perked up of like, oh, are we talking science fiction now? <laughs> And we've also had a very Star Wars-y sequence when we talk about the replicability of like what a good employee is supposed to look like. And mm -hmm. it's like very Star Wars-y. If you liked Clone Wars, you will like that part of the documentary. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has about as much substance as taking the... No, I, I honestly think the Sorting Hat had more substance because at least it took into consideration what the candidate said. You're so right. With all of that being said, we hope you stayed until the end. Thank you for listening to our first bonus episode on Persona. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all.